You are now listening to the Checkers Podcast. And welcome back to the Checkers Podcast. Your host, Superstar Dre. I'm here with my co-host. AJ the Diva. Please believe her. Big 25. I'm a quarter Let's century, y'all. Let's jump right into that. Let's it really talk about it. It was our first lady's birthday. <laughs> first lady here at the Checkers Podcast. And all. it was a big thing. Like, just let them know, like, how... Your birthday weekend was like my birthday weekend was great. It was mm-hmm. magical. You know, start off a bit rocky. You know, I was a bit underneath the weather, but mm-hmm. you know, a girl had to tough through because I had looks and fits to get off. You pushed through, okay? Early two thousand like, recap, like yes, everything. The theme, like what you did. I love. Okay, so originally, you know, before Miss Rona came, I had planned on doing this big twenty five bash, but mm-hmm. you know, out of safety and. Thinking about my friends and their families or whatever, I decided to do something really intimate. And um, I did one want to stick with the theme. I'm obsessed with the early 2000s. Yes. And so everything was early 2000s. I had a cute little jersey dress from Shane Justin. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know Shane Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a Von Dutch sweatsuit. Love. You know, it was real cute. I did karaoke. We did early 2000s karaoke. That was really fun. And yeah, like I just had a cute little time, and I cannot believe I'm 25. Quarter century, you know, on this this coming year, I wish you nothing but the best. Oh, thanks, Paul. You know, I hope that you just continue to conquer, and just continue to just reach your goals, and just continue reaching for the stars. Yeah, you know, shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. Okay. So I'm definitely happy for you, and I wish you nothing the best this year. Let's just jump right into our church notes. Um, So pretty much this week's sermon was about how um, soul work is never really easy. And I really loved it. It definitely resonated with me again (sighs) because he was basically touching on how, like, when you're doing soul work and how when you're growing soul-wise, like... You'll definitely find yourself in uncomfortable situations and in uncomfortable spaces and things Mm -hmm. like that. And just know, like, this is definitely growing your soul. Like, it's pushing you forward Mm -hmm. in another way, you know? So that's definitely what I'm passing on to you guys this week. Like, if you find yourself in an uncomfortable situation, just make the best of it because, you know... That uncomfortable situation is going to just make you an even better person, you know? So definitely continue to push through whatever you're going through. You know what's so crazy how these church notes really be, like, lining up to everyone my life, right? Too. <laughs> so I recently got my cards read, tarot cards read. You did? How was that? Yes. And um, essentially, um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, right. but um, essentially one of the cards pulled was just, like, you know me on this path of like growing and like coming into like 
taking the lessons I've learned uh, from past years and like, you know, just coming into not, not necessarily like a new person, but like evolving. Definitely. And, um, you know, and the work that needs to be done to it kind of related to another card of mine of like the work that needs to be done. Um, if I continue to do this work, essentially everything else would, would fall in line. And I really feel this. That's crazy. Yeah. Y'all, so we work. do we do not make this up. This is really like mm-hmm. I see him once a week. I promise y'all, but it, it the church knows to be on point, Chad. Okay. Um, also, happy birthday to the legendary Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Today was is his birthday, and you know definitely condolences again to his family. I hope they're celebrating his life, mm-hmm. the positives of it, and just the. The monumental moments of his life and just how far he came before, you know, God called for him. Definitely happy birthday to him. Also, Jeremiah, who we spoke about last week, Mm -hmm. well, two weeks ago, um, he was transferred from ICU. We told you he was suffering from COVID. So he's definitely making progress. And he was transferred out of ICU. I also... I also learned with Jeremiah that he's he has asthma. Yeah. And so I can only imagine like that impact of like not being able to breathe and you know, so um definitely condolences and you know, wishing him a speedy recovery and that he is really pushing through. For sure. Um I have a congratulations are in order for um Ra Ali on welcoming her baby Doctor girl. But you ain't look like raw. No. Okay. <laughs> we will not be doing raw right now. <laughs> we are sending her congratulations and well wishes because she gave birth to her first child, Anaya Ali. We know who her baby daddy is? Yeah, she's married. She has a whole husband. Oh, good for her. <laughs> um, this is big, especially for um, raw. But because the fact that she lost her first child, mm-hmm. you know, so for her to like push beyond that mm-hmm. and to like try again and actually be blessed with a child is, you know, a blessing. Congratulations. I'm pretty sure that's a beautiful little girl. Through and through. And um, congrats are in order for Tristan Thompson. He is officially a U.S. citizen. And, you know, this he is definitely. Lying all this time. Huh? So he's been lying all this time. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's definitely a huge thing, and it hits home because, you know, like, I come from uptown, the mm-hmm. Bronx, where there's a lot of Jamaicans, mm-hmm. you know, who don't have documents. So for him to be, like, this professional athlete, you know, who's doing great things for America, and for him just to have... Great things for America? Great things for America, horrible things for the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so for him to be just acquiring citizenship mm-hmm. you know it's it's a big deal i'm surprised like I, I did not know that he was not a u.s Same. citizen just so, like 21 21 right so i'm just like it's just really crazy definitely how um, being a celeb you know you know also um he recently it's like an honorable big check he recently signed to the boston celtics for a two-year contract worth $19 million. I hear that. And so all the Kardashians wishing him a congratulations. Going to Boston. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Chloe will be Back right behind him. As she should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I have a rest in peace to Bobby Brown Jr. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely condolences to the Brown family. Bobby, you I need know. To cover Bobby yeah, I know. Job. Like mentally, it's like either two things. Like either he's like an ancient dad who like really wasn't present in these kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Because it just doesn't make sense. Like you have two children who are gone. You know, and it's like pretty much He's similar reasons. He's been experiencing reasons. death closely to him since like for like the last eight years. Yeah, I don't know. Started with Whitney, then Bobby Christina. Now, like it's just it's really icky, throwing through. Definitely condolences to the Brown family. Um, also yeah. condolences to the family of Twenty One Savage, who we just spoke about. Twenty One. Um, Twenty One posted that he lost his brother. So, definitely condolences to him. Now, let's transition over into new music. Yes, it was y'all. a lot of go- new music going on this week. It was a lot of new music, but y'all, I'm going to just keep it real. Finally. And y'all already know what I'm here for. <laughs> so, I'm going to just keep this segment real short and sweet because I really have time. Like, I'm, I'm here to give y'all what y'all came for. Um, So, I'm going to just quickly go through... Um, the baby released the EP called My Brother's Keeper. Cover art of um, the cover art of the project was his brother who recently, you know, passed, passed away, away, committed suicide. Um, I will say that this was a different type of baby. Um, very mm-hmm. introspective. Um, you know, obviously, you know, going through his process of grieving and reconciling with the loss of his brother. Um, so I did appreciate that a lot. It was a, it was a different. It was a different sound from 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 baby, yeah. um, different than the you know the bops and the you know shugs and these type of upbeat music. It was very mo- much so introspective. Um, yeah. Next, y'all know Meek Philly Meek, right. <laughs> my baby. I even did Okay, he dropped the quarantine pack EP, four songs, and honestly, I only like two. Which two and do you nobody like? Nobody asked what you like. Because <laughs> I'm here to say that like? he did not miss. I like no, 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 no. He definitely Okay, missed. I could have did without number one. But. Yeah, middle of it. Yeah, middle of it is like whatever. I'm, but um, I do, I do like track. I do like the song with Dirk. 42 Duck. You already know. GTA. That's my favorite one. G. Hold on. Okay. That's my favorite one. Meek, I like middle of it and 42 Duck GTA. Meek. And Doug did what they had to do on GTA. I didn't like the Dirk song. You didn't like the Dirk song? No. I, I'm surprised. I thought you would have liked the Dirk no. song. The GTA goes off in the gym. GTA. I'll be pushing through. They bought no, like they really, they were just in and out of pocket. Like it was just. Yes. That was just a work of art, right there. The way Forty Two came. I don't in know who this. I don't, I don't. I don't know who this um, Bori kid is. Exactly. But I like him a lot too. <sighs> I liked him a lot. Um, I like this little EP. You know, Meek is good for the little, little, little pack. So I feel like new music is coming. Maybe the top, the first quarter of 2021. Mm-hmm. He's overdue for an album. It's been like, what, two years since Championships came out. So I'm pretty sure he's cooking up something. Hopefully. Um, and this is what that tells me. Um, and I need, to, yeah, I just, yeah, love that. <laughs> also, Little Wayne. Undropped No Ceilings 3. This is the final installment. This to is no new ceilings. to me because I had no idea this Child. was out. 
Like yeah, nobody's you talking about this. You can't find it on Apple Music oh, or wow. anything. It's on Dat Piff. Oh wow. Yeah, y'all I had to download it from datpiff.com. So was it good? Like what did you Um find? I'm gonna be completely honest. It's twenty songs. Um I skimmed around. I did not listen to the full project. I will say that he the the intro song, he does the little baby we we paid. Did bodied he, really walked on that I mean, I'm, not, I'm not gonna hold you he went crazy he, he yes he he walked on that um I mean, he also did um for the night pop smoke another oh one i gosh. i liked um and he, what i found really cute is that he has three songs here with featuring his kids his son i did see on, that on now. each of the songs he three different songs i did not get to those i will be honest i did not um however though i will say I don't know if anybody listened to No Ceilings 2, but like it wasn't. I just feel like No Ceilings was something that you could not recreate. Like I feel like No Ceilings was so was no great. No Ceilings 2 with um, Nicki Minaj, the five star? I believe so. Oh, I like that, that song. That ate though. She in, went it out, crazy. In, 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 These in, bitches pussy though. Push them on my pussy though. <laughs> Niggas on my cookie though. Because it tastes like cookie though. <laughs> She no, went crazy. She, yes, she walked Oh my but gosh. I, but I will say, I feel like No Ceilings, when when I remember listening to No Ceilings as a teenager, the the other projects just don't compare. Like, I, it, just, it just doesn't have that same, like, legendary feel. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, he definitely, like, I mean, from the songs that I did hear, Wayne definitely did what he had to do. Like, you know, which... Leads me to be so sad. The fact that I fucking canceled him two episodes ago. And not to mention he's going to jail. Being a fucking clown. But we're going to get into you later. (laughs) But like, I mean, I just feel like it's not as legendary. Like, I feel like his his other mixtape series. What is it? Um, With DJ Drama. I have no idea. I forgot. Okay. I forgot his other mixtape series. But like, I feel like the drought. Is it the drought? It might be. I think so. Like, those evolved, but I feel like No Ceilings was just such a staple that it's just, like, you cannot repeat that. So, honestly, I would have been fine with just listening to No Ceilings for the rest of my life. I didn't need No Ceilings 2 or 3, but... But I need that five-star song. Here we (laughs) Right. That shit right there, that's one of her most underrated verses. They don't know, because it wasn't outside. But lastly, our girl Megan finally released her album. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know what I came here for. And let me just preface this with I'm here to be, I'm a fan of Meg. Mm -hmm. However, I have the ability to be critical. Mm -hmm. And that's just, and I already know that, you know, people are not going to want to say this. You know, I haven't seen any negative reviews of Meg's you album. Have <laughs> I have. It hasn't come and came across my desk. I I'm, definitely have. I'm just here to say that I find it very hard to believe that this album is the album that she wanted as her first album. To introduce the world to. Everything about this album just reaffirmed when I spoke about last week when two, or two weeks ago when I said I didn't care about the album cover, the rollout. I didn't care about any of this. Anything. Right? Every Meg let me know for 17 songs straight that she recorded this album within the last three months. Yeah. She let me know. It's good. Everything. When you take, Savage. When you when you take a deep look at her album cover, everything is current headlines. 
of mm-hmm. when she was speaking up about black women and this and that. And so she spent her debut album responding to the media. Addressing things. She, But no, but not really even addressing things. Like, she just, just responded to the media of like, I'm so popular. Your nigga wants to fuck me. That's why he follows me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like for the, for the journey you have had, Meg, you really sold, you really sold yourself really short with doing this with your debut project. You sold us a dream. You sold yourself really short. Um, but I think I'm she gonna, was trying to take like the Cardi B approach, like invasion of privacy, good news, you know, like that type of. But it, she failed. She definitely fell short. I'm just going to say that even you know I I can't even give her that just because not one of these songs gives me insight into Meg. This I wanted I wanted one song that was introspect. I needed something. This is true. Okay? Even on Cardi B's debut album, her intro song, Get Up 10. That is up. Ten. She's <laughs> talking about where she came from and where she's at now. Yeah, you're right. I did not get anything. You have... I wanted to hear how the loss of your, your grandma mother, and everybody. your mom has affected you right now and you being famous. Even... The baby with his debut album, his intro song is dedicated to his father that he lost as he right. rose to start. The album is named after his father, right? Yes. Kirk. And so I just did well, not. You're get, right. I, I did think about not. That. I did not get any of this. Like, and I really went back and I looked at other female artists because yes, they men, always do do like the introspective thing. Yeah, and but but also I wanted to just look at. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm being too hypercritical on her of being like, oh, all you're doing is talking about sex, blah blah blah. Like, that's what we know Meg for, big old freak. This and right. that. You always talking about how you Captain pop your pussy, how you ride this, mm-hmm. right? But I'm like, I'm even looking back to Kim and Foxy, who were very much so sexual in their content and lyrics, and they still have songs on yeah. their albums that are about the shits. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm just like, this is just really disappointing to me as a fan of Meg. Wow. I discovered you back when the world did not know of you. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I know that you can really rap. And we think she, you gave think me she's a you gave me, you gave me an album full of your pussy. And I did not <laughs> want that. I didn't want I did not I know that you're going to give me the bops. I know that you're going to give me the music to twerk to, 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 work to. But for 17 songs you gave me, you did not let up off of that. But do you think she's a storyteller? About what? Like her, her life. Like, would you think she'd be able to like do that? Absolutely. Like give you a song on her, about On her project, Sugar, the intro song, she talks about losing her, her mom and her grandmother in the same month. So my thing is that that ability is there. So maybe she spoke about it before, so she just want to get into it again. This album, I find it hard to believe for the trajectory, the 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 rise that Meg has had, this is your first album. This is what you wanted to put out. I'm going to tell you right now, Fever, her mixtape is a better project than this. Yeah. Maybe she should have just kept I'm this gonna in the I'm going to be completely archives. honest. This has zero replay value with me. Yeah, I have replayed it. I have body not replayed the song. I'm over body. Really? Done. Don't I want to learn to dance. Body, just like, yaddy, yaddy. Just like, just, like Sav- just like Savage, I'm done. Don't want to hear it. That shouldn't have been on the album, though. Like, that's specifically for sales you gave us, You gave us Savage Remix, Girls in the Hood, and Don't Stop. And nobody wants to admit that we don't like any of those songs. I like Don't Stop. I like how it starts. <laughs> you not aligned? 
Nobody likes that song because you know what? I haven't heard that song being played, not even on radio, really like really? that. I've been hearing it played right, in the club. And it's just like, I'm just. I got a stank ass walk. And a what really sent me too was the. Then you tried to do the. The. Caribbean song. No, that was that terrible. That took me out. And there's a song where she tries to like sing. <laughs> Twitter roasted her for that. I just feel like this. I think Do It On A Tip because of the City Girls has been probably getting the most listens along sure. with Body because of the TikTok challenge that's going around. But other than that, like... I'm just really... And then, you know, just to, you know, put in perspective... You so was not feeling this at all. I'm not. I I'm was, pleasantly surprised. I listened to this once and that was the last time. I listened to it the day it came out and I never listened to it again. Oh, wow. And then... <laughs> For her first week sales, Meg is major right now. Her first week. How much is it? Because first week sales has been terrible for everyone. Like in a 20K. She at 103. That's not bad. Right? Yeah. So that's what I said too. I said, oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Like, you know, whatever. You know, they, they projected her to sell anywhere between 90 and 95, right? Okay. But I just took a gander over at what Nikki did her first no, album. No, you cannot compare it. Times are totally different. I'm not talking about time. I'm talking about the same trajectory. Nikki had features with who? Eminem. She bodied. She had the same trajectory of being featured with major people before her first album dropped. Right. Okay? Okay. I looked at that and that's solely what I'm basing that off of. Just of like trajectory of like who you've been working with, whatever. Right. Meg got a Beyonce, Cardi. Nikki. All the cool. clubs. Nikki had Kanye, Jay-Z, Mariah. Yeah. She was doing it, right? Pink Friday debuted at 375000 Yeah, 10 years ago. And so, let me... And the reason why I only do this is because... Meg, you have the stimulus package behind you. You definitely do. So you should have went close to gold in your first week. This lets me know that the music is not resonating with the folks. And that you are relying on creating these TikTok challenges and letting the streaming people do whatever to run up your numbers. But this lets me know that the content, like the music itself is not it. It's not connecting with the folks. Right. But I think, too, something is to be said about the fact that like, prior to you bringing up the fact that she never released an album, like, I had no idea. Because she had so many mixtapes that were on Apple Music. So, it's like, how, you know, like, how? You know? So, I think, too, like, as a fan, maybe... Um, I look at you trying to be light on her, corny. Ciao. <laughs> or maybe even her as the artist. Like, maybe she doesn't feel like this is actually, like, her first... Mm-hmm. Album like she just loops all of them as projects. I don't know what she feels like, but what it's I feel like is that this was severely underwhelming for the hottest girl in the industry right now. Yeah, her flame is burning out severely, and nobody wants to admit it because at the end of the day, she is America's favorite right now. But it's not it. Yeah. Period. Sure. I'm I'm sorry. Well, actually, I'm not sorry. Megan is going through it. Let's just transition over into the checkup <laughs> because Tori Gate opened right back Let up. Let me tell you, she dropped this album and, that and Tori song, Gate... Shots fired. Yeah, I. <laughs> so the intro song to Meg's album, 
Shots fired over the Biggie beat. Who shot you? Yikes. Yikes. I, I will. I, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell y'all both my reactions, right? My, my initial reaction, I was like, okay, I know what the song going to be about. So I listened to the song in like six bars and I'm like, oh shit, this is crazy. But then I can't, I listened to it and I'm just like. No details what? specifically. Are Why are we shit? doing this? <laughs> Why are no we doing this? And then, as I, then when I later think about you sampling Biggs who shot you when he was in a whole ass beef with Tupac, that in, I'm just like, this was not it. I don't know if they thought this was supposed to be meant to like, you know how black folks love to be like, we are reclaiming the N-word or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. I don't know if she was trying to reclaim that being <laughs> shot or something, but that was just not it. So trying to change the narrative? Maybe I don't know what she was. I can't wait until the real deal story comes out. Oh, you mean when Kelsey responded? <laughs> <laughs> I can't so, wait. Let me tell you, she put out shots fired. You know that makes all the headlines. And Kelsey, her her former best friend, released Yo. a diss track called "Bussin' Back." And let me let me so y'all was actually flowing. Kelsey was actually flowing. I should Kelsey say. Nicole was doing what she had to do. She got on live and she was just like. Listen, you been moving foul with me, but you out here perpetrating another thing. Yes. And I will say that Kelsey's diss track or response, I'm not going to say diss track, Kelsey's response really aligns to my theory. And I feel like, um, you know, it's not by coincidence, Mm -hmm. you know? So she talks about, you know... Meg possibly, you know, having an alcohol issue in some of the very first bars. This is the same <laughs> bitch that crashed the boat on 42. Yikes. And that's 1942, you guys. Hello. Don't let that don't let that go above. Oh this is gosh. where Kelsey kind of lost me. She goes, if I was the one with the gun, you would have heard about a murder. Kelsey. So Kelsey, I'm just saying, oh so you would gosh. so you would kill your best friend. Basically. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Wait, no, finish, finish your piece because I need to say something. Okay, so I'm like, all right. Then here's where it gets kind of hazy, though. She goes, said her back was turned, but that girl know who really hurt her. So in my, how I'm reading this is that. Who did it? Tori. Oh, my God. I think Kelsey is saying Tori. Tori because is not saying Tori. But Kelsey was But Meg is saying Tori, too. But nobody ever said, like, Kelsey was one that shot her. No, so, but remember when, when Tori first came out? He was just denying it. Yeah, but remember they were saying um, with his album, blah, blah, blah. I remember that we covered, people were in the shade room comments saying that Kelsey shot, shot her. Oh, gosh. And so apparently, like, Kelsey is upset that Meg never spoke out and said that, no, she didn't. This is where this rift is coming from. But literally, Megan went on live and said, you shot me, nigga. Like, yeah. I remember that much. Right. Um, and then, you know, here's, now, here's when I was, I got back on to the Kelsey train. Because she goes, protect black women, huh? But you sending threats to me? What I be telling y'all about y'all bitches? Y'all bitches be feminists, <laughs> and y'all don't be uplifting women. That's Period. why I don't call myself a feminist. Because I don't be uplifting all of y'all bitches. I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, then she even um, admitted, well, she even said that 
Meg threatened her that if she spoke that a sex tape of Kelsey's could drop. Does it sound like empowering black women to me? At all. That's what she meant by because on the live she was like, you can release whatever you have to release about me. I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. I own up to my, um, I take accountability mm-hmm. for everything I do. You need to take accountability. I remember, wow. A sex she tape? says, sucking dick behind my back. Who really on their knees? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she said, are you, are you lying to your label? Do they really know what happened? Yo. This is getting super critical, and I just want to take this time to jump right into what I wanted to say. <laughs> I feel like there's definitely something to be said about those people who are holding on to these friendships, you know, these relationships with these people who they consider friends. And they're so like, my best friend, my best friend. Meanwhile, at the branch, you're so jealous. You're so insecure. You know that person is not your fucking friend. You're just waiting for something to like happen so, so you can blow up. So you think become- Kelsey? Hello? This whole situation sounds sticky as fuck. Like a toxic friendship. You know, like possibly you, you fucking your friend's boyfriend, somebody who that person dealt with before. You talking about releasing sex tapes and all that? Like that's never a friend. That's true. Point blank and bury it. And, and then let me tell you how now Meg is over here gallivanting with these other bitches, and all of a sudden now that are her best friends. I saw. Right, and that just made me think. I'm and I went back and and I thought about Meg's rise and who we always saw her with. We always saw her with Kelsey. Period. I never seen none of these other bitches. These bitches have been dancing in your videos, but you've never made them visible. And that was your and best once, friend. And once again, you're making these bitches visible again. And of course, they ride for you because, of course, they're gonna protect home because now they're getting the, the limelight. But let's be clear, Meg. Whenever we saw you, we saw Kelsey. We ain't seen none of them other bitches with you. Now one of them is like, oh, it's on site, Kelsey. Whenever I see you, it's on site. That's a big thing. Um, you know, <laughs> I just, this is just all wild. I do think it's some truth. Go back to whatever episode in the beginning of our um, podcast journey, y'all. But I said that I said I felt like Meg was dealing with Tori, but secretly. Kelsey. And so. Tori was also dealing with Kelsey. Now, we still don't know what the fuck that argument was, whether Kylie was, was Kylie a catalyst and what, I don't know. But we know, I know that from this situation, this situation, literally only them three, only them three know. Yeah. And for whatever, whatever it is. They was never really friends, y'all. Like, I feel like that's really what it comes down to. Like anybody, this is a lesson learned. Anybody you feel awkward vibes with, who you consider your best friend, like, do not continue to push that friendship, push that narrative of, oh, we've been friends for 18, 20 years. Cut that shit off right now. Like, bad vibes and friendships should not be going hand in hand. And And, and now when you a fucking superstar. Because now I'm looking at everybody in a situation walking, including Meg. Definitely including Meg. Like Like, I'm like, girl, you don't you don't get you don't get off on that. Sorry. Like you're addressing your best friend who's a nobody in this entertainment industry on a diss track on your first album. Which leads me, <laughs> which goes back to my point of this was never her first album. That gonna, was never her friend. <laughs> we are gonna get her first album. It's just not gonna be anytime soon. And it's not gonna be in this format. It might be in the form of mixtape. Literally. And, that's just and that we're gonna lot. know. And I'm fine with that. 
also additionally just like the day before or two days before her album dropped on meg's album dropped Tory Lanez went to court and he pleaded not guilty through his attorney to felony assault charges um, of shooting Meg the Stallion. Um, Stallion. Right. Um, he is to return to court in January 2021. And we will be keeping a close eye on that but if convicted Tory Lanez is looking at a maximum sentence of about 23 years in prison he's doing a quarter however if I will say I don't know if Tory Lanez attorneys are listening to this but if her best friend went on on record and said if I had the gun I would have killed you I would potentially <laughs> I would potentially use that and to my defense. Law. Yes, I would potentially use that to be like, see, I my client would have never. Yeah. I'm just saying. I yo, I mm. I don't know. Like I really don't know. I just want to know like, what I just I just really want to know what was the argument about. My opinion changes like every week. Like I just don't know who to side with because it's just he my, didn't do it. She she said she don't want to even about side. I do think that Tory pulled the trigger. Like that never changes my mind. I think that Tory Tory pulled the trigger. But to lie, what the intent is, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know if it was a scuffle. I don't know if it was a if it was a I wanted to skip. I don't I don't know. But it was criminal intent, regardless. Yeah. I to lie about it is OD, mm-hmm. and to lie so confidently, like if he really did do this, he needs to go under the jail. Truthfully. Well, we'll be watching. Yeah. Um, we're gonna take our we're gonna fly over to Chirac. Oh, Tori's a Leo. Explains a lot. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely a Leo. Um, we covered, you know, King Vaughn's untimely passing. Um, and Chirac, they're not letting up, child. Let me tell you something. Um, so, Quando Rondo, that was the guy that he, uh, you know, fought with the night of his fatal shooting. Mm-hmm. He put out a song called End of Story. Now, this might not mean anything to anyone, but let me just put it Crazy pers- story. End of story. King Vaughn <laughs> has a song that made him really popular called Crazy Story, in which mm-hmm. he, you know, details the story of him running down on a guy, whatever. About and that's where the whole, I'm from 64, mm-hmm. not from 63rd comes right. from. And so essentially, um, Quando raps in this song of... Are you serious? He literally basically says, like, you know... If it was if it was the other way around, y'all wouldn't be saying like basically saying like if if Vaughn had killed him. Yeah, it wouldn't be all this, you know, backlash, essentially. Basically saying that like, you know, they would have, you know, been more understanding of, you know, et cetera. Quando basically says like, you know, this was, you know, it was self defense and it wasn't like intentional. Intentional, or whatever the case may be, because he he goes damn right. We scream in self defense. He shouldn't have never put his hands on me. This is what he raps in the song. Look at the footage. That that's all the evidence. See them pussy niggas shouldn't have ran up on me. And I don't 
think this is really distasteful. This Definitely. also doesn't do anything for little Tim's Tim, case. He's going under the jail too. Because once again, <laughs> if I happen to be the prosecutor in, in the court case, of law, I'm going to use this as proof of the fact that you had intent to kill. Well, period. And if not you, you're higher ups because clearly you're reporting to a higher up. Mm-hmm. That's not God. Yeah. Ugh. Never the big G. This is really distasteful because first of all, like you took someone's life, or if not you, your friend because mm-hmm. of you. And for you to name the song "End of Story," that's od. Two, you're jacking self defense. Like self defense would be if you pull a trigger. <laughs> that's self defense. That's how niggas is dumb. Stay Self in school. defense. Stay in school. So little Tim is catching a big charge. Pack it up. And that's just that on that. That's that on that. And the and that same footage will show the fact that he had no reason to pull out a gun and kill Vaughn. And he wasn't fighting. Like, yeah. You um, saw an Asian girl got a hand tattoo with his face on it. Yes, she did. Um, I want to send prayers so to her. Good. It's really scary. She also put out a couple tweets of, you Very know, saying, alarming. yeah, like she's saying, like, Vaughn is gone. Her stepdad is gone. Her mom is really sick in the hospital. And so let's just send prayers to Asian Doll. She is still. Through and through. Through yeah. and through. And lastly, on some, like, lighter news, at least with Chirac, 21 Savage um, recently purchased a brand new Range Rover for King Vaughn's sister, Kayla B. And some way, somehow was getting backlash from and that? And somehow, you know, this world, and we're gonna, this is gonna be a, like, a reoccurring theme. Please. Okay, because for some reason, you know, this was such, like, it got such backlash, and so 21 Savage actually took to social media and spoke out he goes, I never speak on stuff like this. I don't do it for the internet, but y'all being disrespectful. I knew Kayla before I knew Vaughn because she talks to my little brother. Vaughn was already planning on purchasing the gift for her for her for her birthday. And due to his untimely passing, he wasn't able to finish. So all I did was finish what he started because I told Kayla when he passed, I had her full life and I meant it. Um, yeah, like everyone, you know, he... Gifted her the the Range Rover, sent her 21 roses for her 21st birthday. Like, it was really cute. And somehow, y'all just take to be fucking negative. Stay away from negativity, y'all. You know, it was just really crazy. But, you know, Kayla expressed her gratitude. um, And, you know, just still wishing well over that family. Through through. And I have an update for Diara and Ken. Um, Remember last... The episode, the episode before last, we spoke about basically their situation and him like <laughs> stepping out in quotes. The palming of the ass. Yeah. <laughs> so I was telling you guys about Diara, like she's very concerned with her image and she's the type of girl who like I feel like this situation would push her to leave the relationship. Really? Yes. And if you guys know the YouTube world around this time of the year is Vlogmas. Yeah. Vlogmas, for, for those of you who don't know, is when the influencers, like, they pretty much vlog every single day mm-hmm. of and December. Put out a video. And put out a video every day. So, it's a big thing. It's usually where they make the most money, you know, before the year ends. And DR and Ken, like, they've been doing this for the past, like, what, four or five years? Mm-hmm. This year, due to the situation, they actually 
blogged basically on Instagram that they won't be partaking in vlogmas, which just confirms that statement that I mentioned, you know, t- two episodes ago. Sleepless nights. Sleepless nights that Diara is out like that situation was a deal breaker for her so you know we'll definitely be keeping you all posted on the situation and another you know person who was experiencing sleepless nights i would say is miss summer walker yeah i know i don't care for her yeah yeah i know so summer finally took to instagram this past week and finally confirmed what we already knew that she's with child by her baby Pluto, unquote, <laughs> the real baby Pluto, <laughs> the real baby fucking Pluto. Okay, or as she would like to say, a bum ass nigga. That part took me out. <laughs> like what, uh, Miss Summer, Miss Walker? It's actually crazy because I actually really adore London on the track. Um, it's Summer just- woke up one day. Pissed. On Friday, and she woke up upset. Child. And she came to her senses. Summer, basically, I want to say tweeted, but it's Instagram black. You know when you get the black screen and the white, <laughs> white words, words, them it's bitches big is drama. Mm-hmm. Summer said black men gotta start doing better when it comes to being a father. My grandfather lame, my father lame, and this nigga lame. LOL. I guess the cycle will just continue. I guess niggas still dealing with the shackles of mental slavery. Now that part got me. Because damn. <laughs> I don't want to talk to me about no mental slavery. <laughs> Summer, you need to seek therapy because you have told us more than on one account that you are Nuts. troubled. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So she basically said, back when white men ripped you from your families and beat you to death if you tried to protect them. It goes deep. Shit is really sad. Now, with this situation, a lot of people aren't surprised, including AJ to do. <laughs> I don't know why she woke up on that Friday thinking anything was going to be different with her. Because the proof is in the pudding. And the pudding has, what, six baby mothers prior to you? <laughs> And she goes, I should really out this bum at London on the track. I could really fuck up life, but I'm not. For now, I'm going to just take my L. I wonder what he did. Like, I really do. Because they was just at the beach building sandcastles. Yo! She's a fucking clown. Now, remember a couple episodes ago where we talked about her up in baby mama's business. You was over here talking about, oh, you shouldn't be asking for this for child support. You shouldn't be doing this and that. And honestly, you, Summer, you sound like a fucking clown because you essentially came back and you told us how you've been trying to get London to see his own kids and he doesn't want to because he's selfish. And you would push a kid out for him. And you decided to let this nigga go raw dog in you. That's a checkpoint. So let's just touch on that really quick. Like, bitch, why are you surprised? Do y'all think it's weird to have kids by a man who already doesn't take care of his kids already? Absolutely. What makes you think that he's going to be different with you? I definitely Why do you even want to be with that type of man? If he's not taking care of home, you, you can tell a lot about a man about how he treats his mother and his kids. Yeah. If he has any type of motherfucking moral compass, any type of couth about him. Definitely. 
But I was just like, what would make you? Why think- you think Future running around always depressed? You don't treat the mother of your kids well. <laughs> what makes you think that you're ever gonna find happiness? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I definitely think that. It's it's definitely weird to me, especially as a man. Like, I know I don't really have, you know, mm-hmm. but it's definitely because if he has six kids, six different baby mothers, and you're the seventh person with him and you have a child. You thought because you have a lit album that you were going to be different. Not a lit album. You thought because he <clears throat> produced your entire album that you was going to be different. That might be the reason. Why? And then she woke up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my thing is that she but what also gets me upset as summer is that you did all that because I you are doing all of this to be back with him because yeah. I know that's what you're going to do that's the red nose that's the clown the fucking clown yeah you see when you do clownery the cl- yeah so, so go back to and we know that's gonna happen like, you, that's you are going to go back to him and so it's like what are you even doing this for but I think that's the reason why she's pushing out the kid too because literally like I feel like her life revolves around him you know like that's her world she needs therapy she does she do, but I feel like too bitches like Summer who feel like they're so advanced in the spiritual realm and so emotionally higher like, up bitch if you don't bitch if you don't get your motherfucking jewels and go sit down somewhere yeah I think that's what it is like she feels like she's so different than everyone else she goes I tried to get his baby mamas to let him see the kids they didn't want to because they was bitter and hated me for no reason And but this is why I don't have any sympathy for this bitch there's a reason why they were bitter sweetie Right. This is the reason why I don't have no sympathy for for, for this bitch because she's gonna end it with talking about oh, um, but but at least I can afford for to take care of my kid. That's a Fendi fact too, you know. But why you do? But once again, you are shitting on the baby mother for what? Because bitch, you are one of them. The only difference is is your check. You that is the difference, and that's a big difference too. Well, yeah, that's a big difference. To the but it's like. Okay, but once again though, you but you still going but you still want the same things that they want for their kids. And the bitch father. who said <laughs> And bitch who said he's gonna be there? But I think too, like that's So you doing all that yeah, money is not yeah, money isn't 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 everything and yes you can afford afford to take care of your kid, good for you. But bitch, you want London to be present in your child's life. Absolutely. And right now he's not acting that way. He doesn't act that way with any of his other baby 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 mothers or kids. And it's I've, I've never seen this nigga posted up with his, his kid. A kid. Have period. you? Have, have, <laughs> have you? Ever. I've seen future. I've seen baby. I've seen, I've seen Thugger, per- mad green snakes. Like London love a green snake. Like, it's really I've sick. never seen him with a kid yet. Maybe he is a green snake. <laughs> like, Yo, it's crazy. But and it's just like, but once again, I don't feel sorry for you though, because you laid down, you opened your fucking Neo Soul ass legs. Oh my God. <laughs> and you and you let the nigga roar you and now here, here we are. But I think that's really the decision maker in terms of fucking with Clown. a nigga who has multiple baby mothers and isn't a present father, whether or not you can afford that child. You know, I think that's the major key. And know yourself, ladies, and know your pockets. Yeah, because babies ain't cheap. Okay? Child. But that that took me out. I'm let's, done with her. <laughs> Packed up. Sorry. Let's transition over into our big check portion. Um, basically this week too, Megan, Megan is really on her fucking 
Shit. Yeah, girl. Megan watched <laughs> a Fashion Nova collection. To me, it's fucking terrible. Subpar. I don't know who would wear these those 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 denims. <laughs> Y'all out here some bad as them and if y'all swear that them shit is cute, you're fucking lying. Throwing through a pantsuit. <laughs> a pantsuit. Yo, these these are the same bitches wearing the Megan denims and the Cardi B sneakers. Mm-hmm. Me drinking Mortabello iced teas. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the Mortabello Long Islands. Terrible. I know y'all. Mm-hmm. Megan's Fashion Nova collection sold out in 24 hours. I didn't want not a thing from there. <laughs> I perused. I didn't want a thing. I didn't even peruse. <laughs> Megan um, apparently brought in $1.2 million for Fashion Nova. So definitely shout out to her and her influence. Yeah, big check. Definitely not her eyes. Um, she's also in the news for a scandal because apparently she stole oh, from check. a designer. So that's a whole other thing. Yeah, we gonna get into that. Mm-hmm. I'm um, giving a big check to Tyler Perry for feeding 5,000 families during his giveaway event. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving Sunday. A big thing through and through. And also ASAP Rocky, mm-hmm. who delivered 120 meals to a homeless shelter where he and his mom once lived. Yes, in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. We love that. You know, it's holiday season. We love to see y'all give back. And I haven't heard about ASAP since Sweden. So that's definitely a great look for him. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Like- again. Um, Michael B. Jordan. He was just recently, I think he was like, what? He was made like the most handsome. People magazine, sexiest yeah. man alive. Yeah, the sexiest man alive. That's he is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy as in what? The sexiest man alive. <laughs> like what a title. Okay, I'm just gonna leave that there because okay. <laughs> um, he is the sexiest man alive, y'all. Is joining OnlyFans, honey. That's a big check. And he is donating his proceeds to a barber school. So he sat down with Jimmy Kimmel, where he discussed, you know, being the sexiest man alive, and it led to a conversation of him bringing up his mustache and, you mustache. know. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, essentially, like, he talked about, like, you know, growing out his hair or whatever the case may be. And, um, yeah. I don't see it. I don't see it. Do you? I think... (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I think if you're going to get OnlyFans and you're going to... What you do? The sure. sexiest man alive. Sexiest man alive is really OD. I think for Michael B. Jordan. I think that he looks good. Is he the sexiest man alive? No. Because I feel like sexy man alive. Like when you walk through the door, I need to faint. I'm not fainting when I see him. I'm standing up. I got my knees still. And that's that on that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other Michael Jordan, the legendary one, the one who has been doing this since doing this, NBA legend, you know, Space Jams is a great thing. The reason why you're wearing. Hello, the reason why your favorite Jordans are coming out this month. Okay. Um, Michael Jordan, he donated $2 million from the last dance, that special. Mm-hmm. He donated $2 million worth of proceeds to um, Feeding America. So definitely a shout out to him. Yes. And I have an honorable... Okay. Um, this is for my ladies. Um, Scotland. 
has recently passed a bill that has made um, menstrual products such as tampons and pads free okay. to all women who need them. Um, and what's crazy is that the Scottish government has estimated that this, like this bill, will cost roughly about um, thirty-two million U.S. dollars. Okay. And so I just think this is great. Like, I mean, I've had this conversation a bunch of times with like my friends of like even insurances like cover like Viagra but won't cover Plan B pills. Like, you know, like just little things. Yeah. Like some insurances cover Viagra. Um, But I think this is like really great. This is a real good step. And once again, Europe always always does it does it before the Americans. Yeah. This was like a whole thing actually at like one of my jobs Mm -hmm. when um like the actual company itself, like there was a whole group that basically pushed for, you know, tampons and things to be available within the bathroom. Yeah. Quality. Quality. Because I heard the generic shit will really have you fucked up. Had your pH fucked up. So this is definitely a big thing that a whole like country is like trying to you know make that a thing. Let's transition over into our checklist. Yeah. You see my opponent? (laughs) You see my opponent? Put that nigga in the dirt. That was (laughs) (laughs) fucked. Why would you... So oh annoying. God. That y'all, part took me out. Y'all, you know we had to recap <laughs> Jeezy versus Guap. That versus That versus when I t- I was Let me tell you, I was thing. I was completely wrong about everything I predicted about the verse. I was completely wrong. No, you were right. Well I was the I budget was, had to be high on security. Oh yeah, the budget was heavy tension. <laughs> but but I was but I was wrong with I thought that Looking at watching this versus lets me know that they did not have an in-person conversation. That was the no. first time that they were in a room. Yeah. And Jeezy confirmed that, you know, later on in the verses. But I felt like moving forward, y'all really gotta stop doing that. Yeah. Because the tension off it was Gucci was with a hundred niggas. And he had his back turned to him. He was not sitting down. Like he was up on and it stuck ten. was Gucci. He was on ten. the jabs. Was up and it stuck. He started off with a diss record. <laughs> like started off the verses with a diss record for his opponent. So let me so let me give y'all my thoughts about the verses. I I enjoyed the well. I'm, I'm being very honest. I was uncomfortable a lot of the verses. Definitely. Most of it. The tension was so thick. The first and it was, half. And it was even. It was even like the the tension was even like a lot worse than the Brandy and Monica. Like it was just like really unbearable. Mm. And the reason why is because I know these two niggas are really street niggas. And yeah. so I'm just like the fact that Gucci is there, he got his men off off stage, and Gucci's there dolo. Like I just felt like it was a lot of symbolism and a lot of things spoke volumes. Definitely. Um, I will say that I do wish the one thing about this verse is that I wish that Gucci did not play as many diss records to Jeezy Honey, as he did. It was like did. three or four. It was more than that, but like I just I just feel like he used those those songs 
I mean, he could have played a lot of his other stuff. Like, he didn't play Freaky Girl. Nope. Lemonade. He didn't... No, he did play Lemonade. He did? Yeah, he I played Lemonade. Yeah, he, played, he played Lemonade. But he didn't play Freaky Girl. He didn't play a lot of other shit that I was waiting for. And I'm like, and that's because you're playing disc records. Jeezy also did play disc records, but I felt like Jeezy got into a lot of his, like, you know, his Classics. classic shit. Yeah. You know, and, and I wish that Gucci would have done that. To really show like these Atlanta niggas, like these Migos, these new branch Atlanta artists really come from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I really that that moment wasn't had at that at that versus. And that's what I wanted for People are saying that Jeezy won the versus through and through, and Ju- I think that's G- why. Jeezy did win the versus. Yeah, that's I mean, exactly why. If we're gonna be completely honest, Gucci does not Gucci He's a different type of artist than Jeezy. He's a different type of artist. But also, the thing about what makes a Gucci song pop to you is his hook. Mm. It's a catchy hook. You cannot understand what he's saying. Yeah. Let's really be real. <laughs> like, we're not even going to do that there, but, like, you you can't. And so, a lot of Gucci's songs, his main songs come from a catchy hook. Lemonade with the beat I'm a very freaky girl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we like the hook. And that's what those... And that's a lot of reason, because Jeezy and Gucci came up at the same time. Jeezy had a better debut album than Gucci, and it was. Be- and I think it's just honestly just because Jeezy appealed to one you can understand the him, niggas. and also he was still hood. The streets, yeah. Um, through and through, it was a lot, a lot going of tension on from Gucci saying that I'm wearing twenty thousand dollars to Jeezy saying he owns half of Atlanta. It was a lot going. On, like they were, you know, I do so much. I do want to, so you know, Jeezy. I mean, Gucci played his infamous disc record to Jeezy, um, called Truth, in which he basically saying that you know, he has to put that nigga in the dirt, yeah. Um, and so that led into Jeezy responding before the next round of, you know, we're here to... I, I saw Jeezy getting a lot of flack. He was trying to give, like, Black Lives Matter movement, and it was just like, nigga, you sent somebody to kill him. Like, that did not happen. That happened. And so here's what I want to say. Here's my perspective on things. Because all of us have a perspective. We have our thoughts. But let's be real. We are not street niggas. We don't live that life. hmm Right. And so I'm not going to sit here and say who's right and who's wrong. Right. What I will say is that current day, I do understand where Jeezy was coming from of saying like, I think the real the real purpose of this versus was like in light of King Vaughn and all these rappers dying of seeing like, see where rap beef goes. Like right now, rap rappers are dying at an alarming rate. Right, and whether it's rap beef, whether it's them being in their own city, whether it's whatever, right, right, and so I think this versus was to represent this like, okay, we've haven't seen each other in fifteen years. We had a real life beef that could have right. ended, and now we are here. I, for me, I feel like Jeezy represented this, you reformed, know, reformed gangster. Reform game, and I think that that tells a tell of, I think that speaks to the fact of why he did not play certain songs because it's not aligned to who he is now, okay. and that I respect. G uh, Gucci, on the other hand, he lets me know that 
you can become vegan, you can get a new body and new teeth. You are still gonna be to be the same hood nigga no, you have always saying. been. And for me, I, I'm not gonna say one is right and one is wrong because I I don't know how somebody put ten bands on my head. That's what I want you to get into that bag for my right fucking there. chain. Tap I in. don't understand. Tap into that pocket because I've been waiting. You put ten bands on my head. I don't think I can sit here across and from you as a bigger let me man. Say this. Let me say I'm this. Sorry. I feel like I can't. people people feel like they could do crazy things to you, like really crazy things to you, and then come back with an apology, like, "Oh, I'm sorry," or "We're beyond that." You tried to kill me. Hmm. Like, there's no coming back from that. You know? see, that's also my problem with Daniel. You put 30, <laughs> band, you put 30 bands on Chief Keith's head, and your mans went out there mm-hmm. in Times Square and shot at him. But he wasn't saying sorry to fucking um, Chief Keith. Yeah, but now you don't get to sit in a courtroom and, co- and tell everybody's business and get off for two years. I get what you're saying. That's a different story. Whatever. I'm saying, like, in a situation, because I feel like even when, you know, like, Guap said what he said, like, put that nigga in the dirt. Like, he felt that way for a reason. Absolutely. Like, he's 40 plus. Like, he's been doing a whole bunch of great things. Like, who knows if that night would have went different if we didn't have no Gucci Mane right now. There would be no Gucci Mane, period. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it's that... But I felt like while it was happening, like while he was saying his piece, like he really felt that he could have died. Absolutely. So for fucking Jeezy to come back talking about this is for King Von and like you really yeah put money on his head. Yeah, I and that's what I think. I I, I think like Jeezy should have. You can make that statement, but also hold some accountability of what was you none of that. what what you've done. There was like you none know, like this beef isn't one sided. And to be honest, this beef started over a song. So icy. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no you accountability. Know? That was my issue with the whole thing. Yeah. So like I get where you're coming from in terms of, you know, but there was no accountability on his head. And then the, the newer generation, these people who don't know the full story, like mm-hmm. they're just looking at it as oh. um... Gucci is ghetto and da da da, and there's yeah. Stacey Abrams on the fucking screen. Like this nigga was pissed off. Stacey Abrams was was on that fucking screen. Like y'all motherfuckers better not act <laughs> the fuck up. It was given okay, that. cause we got people that need to vote in January. But I feel like that was just like it was just really crazy too. It was it was it was a loaded like to me to I like if you don't know the backstory you just see it as like surface yeah, but like uh, it's very layered it's and, definitely and layered. that's why I will say I had a conversation with one of my friends and we were going back and forth but I really understood what she was saying like she really did not fuck with like Jeezy like X, Y, and Z and I'm like I understand that though because it's just like you cannot sit here like you cannot put out 10k like on it happen. like <laughs> and your man's really went and followed through and the plot unfolded a different way and then you want to say like you know what I mean oh, so this it's is just like Vaughn, this is for pop yeah like it's like, different like really giving like black lives like you there's no apology that you could give it's different yeah to, to write that wrong which is which is why I won't say that Jeezy was I mean Gucci was wrong he but was dude, not you know like, what I mean I, I see, would react the same I way see, I see both sides I wish that Jeezy did take a little bit more accountability of, of, of his role in that beef 
But, you know, niggas evolve, you know, Because whatever, basically what he did in that moment, too, like, he played, like, the people's card. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So he said those names for the people, yeah. and it went into his song. Mm-hmm. So it's like, afterwards, like, Guap can't say nothing because he's going to look like he's going against all those people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it, that moment to me was just really, like, stupid on Jeezy's end. Like, it made me look at him funny. Yeah. You know? So... Definitely that. That um, was a heated battle, but like, def- I mean, heated versus, but um. It was a bunch of bullshit going on under the comments too. Oh, Ti child. versus Six Hundred Breezy. I guess Ti um heard that Six Hundred Breezy said something about him, so he came and like addressed that, and he was like, "We'll talk about this later." But mind you, Ti was the main one talking about don't come to Atlanta to kill. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and there was also um rumors of Quavo cheating on Sweetie with Regine. Somehow, some way, that oh, like, the new breasts the new breasts is out. Child. Everybody stepped forward and said, "Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't play." <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so that was a big thing. I'm gonna run down the checklist really quickly. There's a couple different award shows. Um, Apple Music. I feel like they really got it right. <laughs> and I also have a theory too. Like I feel like these fucking um, what do I call them? Award shows or committees? Yeah, these committees, like the Grammys, the AMAs. Oh, we're going to get into y'all Grammys. Don't worry. Um, you know, like, I feel like those need to be eliminated. You know, like, we need award shows for Apple Music, Spotify. I'm trying to think of, like, the other platforms that we actually, like, YouTube. Mm-hmm. We actually, like, listen to music. And, like, I feel like they have more accurate numbers of, like, what's occurring. Because I don't trust anybody numbers if you ask me, though. Truthfully, I trust Apple because I feel like they definitely got it right with their Apple Music Awards. Um, Little Baby won Artist of the Year. Roddy Rich won Album of the Year. And to me, I'm aligned with that type of... You already know. Baby hasn't missed since 2017. Mm-hmm. And that's been stamped on. Like, I feel like they really know like who's listening to what. Because let me tell you something. The Grammy nominations came out this week. Honey! Honey! Are you going there? nothing was making sense. We're going there. They're not nice over there. They're rude. Nothing <laughs> was making sense at all. Let me tell y'all. This is like the annual thing, though. I'm just like, when are black folks... They thought because this was a year of Black Lives Matter and everybody trying to get on board and pander to black folks that you thought that the, that the Grammys were going to be different. No. But they literally said, psych. <laughs> Gave you a big fucking fuck you. Okay? A you know, big the, fuck you. Like a big fuck you. The only highlight of this thing is that Trevor Noah will, be will host the event. And the reason why I said this is a highlight is because... Trevor Noah doesn't bite his tongue. That's definitely a big check for him. Okay. So, congrats to that. But, however, I'm going to just hit... I'm going to just go through... I don't even know where to fucking begin. Um, I'm going to start with Tiana Taylor. I don't think she should have got nominated. Well, okay. Well, I don't think that she said that she should have gotten nominated. But, for the album, for the category Best R&B Album, her simple tweet was, All I See Is Dick. And Tiana Taylor spoke about her issue with the lack of female representation um, with the best rap album. Because you have Aunt Clemens, Jivion, Luke James, John Legend, and Gregory Porter. That's R&B, right? Yes. And she said, y'all, y'all was better off saying best male R&B album because all I see is dick in this category. Mm-hmm. And I will say I am aligned because yeah. Summer's album... That... Ugh. 
Over I still listen to this day. Like Overwritten's no what... album is R and B album of the year. And that's I'm sorry. Out. Truthfully, Givian should not have been um nominated. I feel like he just put out that project three weeks ago. Yeah, literally. I feel the same way. I don't feel like it's it's even like a quality enough project for R and B album of the year. I they just really showed their ass. Who else was snubbed? Though the weekend was snubbed. I heard the weekend had to choose between the Super Bowl. You know, we gave him the big check for mm-hmm. hosting the Super Bowl twenty twenty one. I had heard to that too. The, the um the Super Bowl and the Grammys. And I just don't understand why that was even a choice when they are completely two different platforms, two different entities, and 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 they operate and they come on at two different times. Like, like one doesn't interfere with with the other at all, and I really find it hard to believe because I'm pretty sure Beyonce has been nominated for a Grammy and performed at the Super Bowl at the same time. So I don't know if this is. I don't a know. Li- I don't know. It's a lot of politics in this in this industry. Shit, Little Baby. I don't know how he was not nominated for Best Period. Rap Album. Of he wasn't the nominated year. for anything, and what's crazy too is like the no, he was nominated for be- the the song. He was nominated for with the bigger picture. Yeah, the bigger picture. The best rap album. And that pissed me off. Yeah. It's because of the movement. That's why he was nominated for that. Uh-oh. But the best rap album nominations really got me to hate. Because it was The Smoke with Black Habits. Never heard of him. Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist with Alfredo. Mm-hmm. A Written Testimony by Jay Electronica. Mm-hmm. And King's Disease by Nas. I'm going to just tell you right now, Nas' album was trash. OD. So we I don't know what shot. You already know what I gave. We gave that already. So it's just like the fact that this is happening is I'm really a, sick. This man went two times platinum. <laughs> like Little Baby's trajectory as an artist is. Unmatched in 2020. Unmatched in 2020. Like literally. I'm really perplexed at what was occurring. But truthfully, like I'm not surprised. Like Nikki, once she um spoke about, I think his name is like Ken Earl Rich. He's like an executive producer at the uh-huh. Grammys, and basically yeah. she detailed a story about how um she was performing like her first Grammys ever, mm-hmm. and she was supposed to perform, and basically he told her like if you perform tonight, that you'll never get a Grammy award. And because she promoted the show and she went out and performed, she never got a Grammy Award. Like, she basically was saying that she was blackballed. And so I wanted to talk into that because, you know, the Grammy nominations came out and Nikki was vocal. Nikki spoke about how she was robbed out of, you know, receiving when she when she came out. What was that? 2012, 2014? Right. Or 2012. I think it was 2012. Was it 2012? Yeah, I think it was 2012. She did not win Best New Artist. And at that time, she had like seven seven, seven songs. At that time. Seven songs charting on the billboard. Mm -hmm. And she had a debut album that had basically surpassed Lauryn Hill's record, right? And so um, this leads us into Cardi B and with Khalifa Lil Beef. Yeah, because it was a tweet. Mm-hmm. So it was a tweet. Someone tweeted, Cardi B winning a Grammy when Nicki didn't is the biggest proof that they don't know, talking about the Grammys, they, they don't know shit about music. And Wiz Khalifa retweeted this um, tweet. He said, most self-made artists have this problem. This set Cardi up, child. Because Cardi responded. She goes, I don't understand why niggas entertain tweets that pit successful women against each other. Okay. Y'all not tired of that? Especially when y'all was rooting hard when a bitch was at the bottom. Okay. Um, and then she shared how, uh, basically how he was in her DMs in 2016 
basically showing support and etc. And Wiz, I think he handled it respectfully. He goes, you know, I still support you. Nothing has changed. Um, you're self-made in my book as well. I just, I just don't want a Cardi and Wiz going on for Wiz war going on for no reason. Yeah. What's interesting though? So. Because you know the Twitter gonna get you together. Mm-hmm. Somebody tweeted Cardi and was like. But you wasn't talking about pitting successful women together when it was in benefit for you. When they pitched you against you and Nikki on your rise, mm-hmm. and they did the whole Nikki hate train. You didn't speak up about that. That's all facts. That's all facts. And I just feel like, you know, the Grammys are a sick-ass place. Because I just feel like they, um, they just deliberately, I think they just... For some reason, I just feel like they like low key like just taunt at black culture. Yeah, I definitely feel like they intentionally. Like, like I would never forget that that year that Beyonce and Adele. No, not even Beyonce and Adele. When Jay Z was nominated for like eight awards and they he actually showed up and, and did not get and did not get any. <laughs> it's like for that's ratings. sick. It's for ratings. That's really sick as behavior, and I just really wish I really wish that. You know, right now we're in this whole year of like, you know, black culture, black owned, black investment, this and that. Y'all need to really start. The reason these Grammy, these award shows would not hold as much weight as if, if we did not pour as much importance into them. Y'all don't pour the same same importance into the BET Awards. Y'all don't pour the same importance Look, into clear, the Soul BET Train Awards. Is trash. I'm saying y'all do not pour. <laughs> y'all stop. Y'all stop showing up to our award shows. Y'all stop showing up to our award shows. One more time. <laughs> y'all stop showing up to our award shows. And y'all want this validation from white folks who never had their fucking ears to our culture. The Grammy so why, specifically. Why do you expect to get recognized by people who don't even check for you on the regular fucking Monday? I don't understand. And, but then even with the black award shows, I feel like it has now just become a popularity contest definitely. of like who That's is the most popular. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, the, and it's just low budget. Like they really <laughs> just be fucking up. So it's just like... It could be a little low budget. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like in terms of like the actual um, ceremonies and recognition, like I feel like that should come from these platforms that mm-hmm. have the actual... You know, listeners and the numbers for support sure. that. You know, like for sure. Because say, like, if we're even talking about like Apple Music, and we're even doing the category for fucking album of the year, mm-hmm. like, all that takes is to just put in like the top five most streamed. Yeah. And that's the album of the year. Mm-hmm. We don't know how the fuck they come up with these numbers or these people. I should or say. Or these people. Yeah. You know, like it's just like they just post it out their ass, and it shows because what. Beyonce got nine nominations, no album out. Like fifty k for a verse, no, no album, album out. out. Like what? <laughs> Please tell me. Yeah, like that how Black does this happen? Song, I mean, you know, I'm I'm behind. We don't like but it. I'm like girl. We don't like it. We don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah. And then what they did to the weekend, but like, like, but like, I feel like they gave Beyonce that they nominated that same song for all them fucking categories is because it's like Black Lives Matter. It's black culture. Like, you know what I mean? It. Like, they really just need to boycott all black artists 
Nobody submit and everybody boycott yeah. the fucking But it's really fucked up about Summer Little Baby, The weekend, Like, they... And these are people who we know deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, like, especially Summer, especially Little Baby. Like, come on. You know? So, it's just crazy. But definitely, um, congratulations to Pop Smoke. You know, he was yes. for a Grammy. Um, God bless the dead. You know how I feel about Pop. Definitely Can I say pop? Forget the smoke. For sure. But in the news this week, we found out that a journalist, her name is Victoria Inoyo, mm-hmm. she's suing Pop Smoke's label for using her voice without permission. What did I tell you? I did not like the they, whole rollout of Pop Smoke's album. I told you that. It was I did just not so like how the rushed, label handled it. And I just feel like this is just impacting his legacy because apparently they offered her a dollar. <laughs> A dollar for an interview that she did with Pop that was in, basically like um, included in the end of the song Tunnel Vision. Apparently, the interview accounts for 12% of the song, which equates to six, 16 seconds. Um, they illegally stripped the um, interview and added it to the song. So she's seeking credit as a writer, as, as she, she should. should. And she wants a percentage of the royalties, as, as she, she should. should. You know, so definitely we'll be keeping an eye out on that. Um, do you want to talk about Megan versus everyone this oh, week? Oh, yeah. Meg did not catch a break. Like, you know, she had her highs, but let me tell you, baby girl, you've had your lows. That bitch is a hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um, yeah, it's Megan versus everyone. So, you know, she's doing her little press run, etc. Cutting the And I think up. it started with. Her Fashion Nova collab. That's um, true. Yes, a designer came forward. I believe her name is Azia. And she took to Instagram and lit Meg the fuck up. It was a burning horse. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I'm going to break this down real simple. My dress was stolen and used in this Megan and Fashion Nova collab. Was I told? No. Was I compensated? No. Crazy thing is, her team actually requested this dress for a pull for her. Her and her team are completely aware of my brand, and this was approved by her. I'm very much so taken aback. You you hate when bitches are taken aback. Taken aback, because they will bring you down. mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Taken aback by the lack of respect for another black woman. Ties into what Kelsey said. Mm -hmm. Protect black women where? Megan don't give a fuck. Okay. Fuck y'all hoes. (laughs) There is this tired narrative that black woman is so disrespected, but we do it to each other. Mm Mm-hmm. All facts. I'm just saying, but y'all called me a hater when I was saying this about mm-hmm. Meg being on her whole pro-black woman. She never cared about black women to begin with. Period. Sorry. Um, the, authentic- the authenticity of, this, of the matter has no value when it's not applied to all ends of the spectrum. I get stepped on because I'm a nobody, mm-hmm. but this shit would not have happened to Rihanna Fenty because there's a level of respect. Taking food out of my child's mouth is is okay because I'm not on the same level as I hate you. when bitches Y'all bring the kids into jokes. things. Well, like, you gotta bring the kids into it. Yeah. And so, essentially, Meg went to... Um, I forgot where she was interviewing at, but she was on one of these 
Zoom interviews, and she basically copped the police. She was like, I don't know what she's talking about. My the dress team, is very popular. My team handled this, and I don't even remember because my team doesn't tell me who they speak to, which is like, honestly, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that fucking excuse. Yeah. You are a fucking. If you want me to believe that Beyonce, Rihanna, these major women don't have the fucking insight to the inner workings of their brands and what they have their name attached to, you are fucking dumb. This is really terrible. And this leads back to my point of, Meg, you're moving way too motherfucking fast. Mm -hmm. And you have, they want you in a little bit of everything and you're not ready for that. At all. You need to take it down a notch. I just think it's so even even I did not appreciate Meg's response to another black woman. Yeah. You sat here, you went on SNL and you performed Savage behind Breonna Taylor's name, Mm -hmm. talking about black women matter, black women are not protected. You went on the New York Times, you did all of this. And you sat there, another black woman is coming to you saying, you stole from me, your team stole from me. And look how you respond. And this is how you respond, of you copping the plea, instead of being righteous, and being like, (laughs) let me get... Are you surprised? Let me let me cut you a check. I'm not surprised because I told y'all Meg was never a a feminist. She was never pro woman. These bitches are just putting on fucking facades. These bitches, this sure. social media shit, this social justice shit is just all for clout. Y'all don't really love this shit. It's terrible to see. You know, I really hate to see it. Like, and you know, I get a rap. You know, people really be calling me anti women because really? I be yes because I'm because I have the ability to be critical. And it's just because it's like at the end of the day, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, like it's it, if you're going to live in this social justice and you're then gonna be live through, in it. live in it. Yeah. Like I studied this shit for years. Yeah. So which is why I I have the ability to be objective, to really have these opinions on things and see things in a different type of lens because it's just like that's just not what it is at all. And, and I'm even objective with myself of sometimes I say one thing, but I live in a, in, in a different truth. A different truth. Which is why I don't call myself a feminist. Yeah. Like, you but know what I mean? It was disheartening to see Megan behave the way she did, especially, like, it's a black business. But, but I think you're absolutely right. Like, Megan is really moving way too fast. She's moving way too fast. And she's doing things that are off-brands because she had, like, a whole fashion over First of all, bitch, I never... Collection. First of all, bitch... I never came to men for the fashions. But my thing is, you like you had a <laughs> denim pants collection. You're not known for wearing pants. <laughs> You're not known for the fashions. That's who. Like they said. Like my thing is like, bitch, you should have came out with a series of booty shorts. They for said me to she dressed like a wrestler, so you did not give me anything. I never came to you for fashion. The one bodycon dresses and things of that sort. Megan, girl, you gave me a bunch of flare ass leg ass pants. Where the fuck am I wearing that at? Man, she. With fucking laces going up the thigh. I could have like, went to fucking Rainbow for that shit. Please. It's Go to really crazy. Like, I did not like her response. I did And, like, I hate the cop-out of you talking about, oh, but, like, my team. Well, bitch, do your due diligence. You want to be a boss? You talk about how you a boss, bitch? Know what the fuck is going on in your business. Because Kim Kardashian would never, you know? One thing for sure. Two things for sure. And this leads me to another thing. Um, a rapper, Keila Bees, she, you know, went to Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. And she called out Meg's team for copying her song. Oh, do it on the tip. Do it on the tip with City Girls. Mm-hmm. And the hook is 
honestly, y'all can take a listen for yourselves. The hook is undeniably similar. Wow. Um, however, I do like Keila B's approach. Like she she wasn't she wasn't saying like, oh, Meg stole from me, blah, blah, blah. She was just like, you know, I understand that, you know, sometimes you get you get a song and you're just asked to write a verse to it right. and et cetera, et cetera. And that's just what happens. But like, you know, the side by side, those songs are similar. Wow. And that and I'm without a doubt that that came from Kila. Um, and something similar happened to Cardi B on her first album where she had a hook that was from somebody else. Yeah, that was a song with YG. I believe so. And it was given to Cash Doll before her. Yeah. It was a whole thing. It was something like that. Something similar. And I mean... Keela had a more like I would say lighthearted approach. She was just like you know I just want to feature like you know hey just Aww. feature me. But even then I don't think Meg has responded back to Keela about the song. But it's just like I just feel like if you're gonna use the cop out of your team, then I just don't want to hear it. Yeah, it's a lot going on with Megan. Because that just lets me know that you're not in charge of your business and you don't know what the fuck is going on. She don't. She don't. Like it's just a whirlwind. You know, like, poor girl. Girl. Mm-mm. Yeah, and so um, I took time over this like little Thanksgiving break to catch the Will Smith and Fresh Prince of Bel Air 30th anniversary. Oh I have no idea. On HBO Max. Let me tell you all about it, honey. Let me tell you all about it. It was real cute. Like, the premise was cute. They set up the stage, the set of the house and they had all of the cast members including light skin on this okay um but let me just get to the meat and the potatoes of this we love which the meat and the potatoes. Is, right which is will smith sat with janet hubert that is the original yeah, on viv right um from seasons one to three um and he sat off camera with her and they Proceeded to have a conversation about, you know, her departure from the show and their relationship and what that came to be. How did that go? And so, I'm going to give you two perspectives. The first perspective is social media. Everyone was like, oh, Will is so great for giving her an apology and, you know, the... <laughs> so great is crazy. <laughs> the standout quote from that, from their conversation of... Um, their their conversation together is, you know, Janet expressed how um, Will essentially spoke about her being difficult to work with and how that was the kiss of death in Hollywood and how she was not able to get work wow. because of that, right? And so if you just read the headlines, you will assume that Will Smith apologized and granted her a new role in something or whatever. I watched this yesterday <laughs> with fresh eyes, completely sober. Oh my god! And let me tell you, I don't think Will Smith should be commemorated for anything he has done. Really? Because he did not. Not only did he not issue an apology to Janet, like he never said the words "I'm sorry." sorry. What did he say? Not I'm sorry. <laughs> he actually copped several pleas of saying like, well, you know, I was young. I was just a kid. I was 21. He was like, he wanted her approval. I, I, I 
I feel so like confused. their entire conversation, which was about five minutes of the entire series, you would have thought that it would have been a lot longer. Mm-hmm. That was about roughly, I'm going to say anywhere between five to seven minutes of the hour and 15 minute long documentary. Um, essentially, they dance around even what actually occurred. You know, Janet didn't really speak directly about like, hey, this is what happened. This is X, Y, Z. This is how you made me feel. This is what you did. It was more so, you know, like I said, it was kind of like dancing around. Um, Janet spoke about, you know, at the time, the third season of Fresh Fresh Prince, she was pregnant. Um, She was disowned from her family. She was in an abusive marriage. So she had a lot of things going on personally Mm -hmm. that coming to work. She was like, you know, I wasn't the same upbeat person. I didn't want to laugh. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't know who to trust. Right. Right. And so I guess um, this is me reading between the lines. Because like I said, not much was said. Right. Um, um, She goes, you know, essentially I'm connecting that her change in her behavior in season three is what made her difficult to work to with. work with. Right. And so to wow. that lens, Will speaks about, you know, I never knew. I didn't know. I was just a kid. X, Y, Z. But he never takes full accountability for what he would ha- what he did on set. I'm glad and you're whatever that's how you're framing and it. What, and whatever that is. And for me, mm-hmm. that is very problematic. Very I, telling. Very telling. <laughs> I love how you're framing this. Yeah, it was just, for me as a black woman, it's just very, I needed to hear that apology. He was not, he did not apologize to Janet about anything. And let me tell he you stopped her bag for years to come because you went around set calling her difficult to, to work, work with, with. And she was a dark skinned black woman. And they replaced her with a what? A light skin. Okay. And let me tell you, the on Viv, the, the light skin on Viv, nothing memorable from you. Nothing. On Viv, the, the OG on Viv gave us memories. That okay. dance choreography um class that she t- Hello. Legendary she attitude. She was she was a professor. Uh-huh. She was getting kids together. She was knowledgeable in black history. She was that girl. Like she was that girl. And so I just feel like I don't know where social media gets this whole I don't know where everybody felt that he apologized and made amends. I mean did they make amends? Yes. They made amends on their terms. Me, personally, I don't think that nothing was resolved. And this connects to my whole, that whole apology shit. Like, save it. Eat it up. Stick save up your it ass. because you basically blackball this woman. You know what I'm saying? And now... Bro, you sitting here on this, in this fucking, as a fucking multi-millionaire. Right. Right. And you blackballed her. Your trajectory her. is up. You blackballed her. And you blackballed this woman. And, and you saying, didn't sorry. even say, I'm sorry. <laughs> didn't even say it. Didn't even cut a check. Didn't even offer her a role in anything else. Keep your sorries. Keep your fucking sorry. But I feel like I'm glad that you set that up because guess what Will Smith's zodiac sign? Guess. We did this before. Guess. When we did entanglement. Like basically, you you basically describe someone who is self-serving. A Leo? No. He a Libra? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) On the second attempt. (laughs) A Libra man. Mm, You know how we feel about them Libra men. Disgusting. Through and through. (laughs) And and we knew that back when we was doing entanglement games. I'm not surprised. Like, basically, like, he did the same thing to Jada. Like, she mentioned they had to, like, basically um, live in separate wings of their house because he basically was creating this image of them 
being a family and things just wasn't right. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's all for self. He's all for, for things that make him look better, things that help him progress. And doesn't really care about anyone else. I was genuinely, like, I was, this was something I was eager to sit down with because I thought that, one, I thought it was going to be more intimate of, like, it was going to be smaller interviews of, like, you know, Will and the other cast member together. Mm -hmm. But I was especially, I wanted to hear from Aunt Viv. And for them to really just, like, really paint her as this, like, outcasted individual. And then she, so they're, the main thing of the documentary is that they're all on set in in the in the house right. and so Janet she comes to the house like she comes to the set and she meets the other aunt Viv and that was the first time they have met oh wow right and so you know whatever it's some you know good vibes there i guess or whatever but for me i just felt like that conversation I don't know who is writing this saying that he apologized or that it was great. He was wrong. wrong. And and honestly, nothing about that conversation left me feeling like anything was resolved. I think that Janet, um, she's very aware of how she is perceived. And I think that, and I think that she buried the hatchet for the sake of not being the bitter, angry black woman. Dark skinned woman at that. Yep. And I guess this That's like another fucked up part of it too for them to not replace her with a dark skinned actress. Like, come on. Made no sense. At all. Um, and then this kind of leads us into Monique. You know, Monique um has been very vocal about the industry and mm-hmm. et cetera. And so she took to Instagram and she captions this picture. Hats off to Will Smith for apologizing for what he did to Janet Huberts career career and life when he was young perhaps tyler perry who has admitted in private that he was wrong will follow suit and be man enough to apologize in public like he promised we'll work on oprah and Lionsgate a little bit later mm-hmm. p.s tyler you won ease choice people people's choice award and for being the people's champ for your body of work tell the truth about a woman named monique who did nothing wrong and be a champion for individuals who supported your career for years, the black women. And I mean, like I said, um, Monique, I don't think I would have leveraged Will Smith to get your apology because like I said, Will did not apologize. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Never left his, 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 he's his not mouth. sorry. He's not he's sorry. He's not sorry. At all. Like, he really doesn't give a fuck about Black Aunt Viv. Nah, he didn't. And you know? that's just where I'm at with that. I'm telling you, stay away from those Libras. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, like, I'm just great. off of you telling me what the fuck you was telling me, I go to his side and it's stamped on. He's a fucking Libra. You know? So, through and through, it's just been a crazy week. This week, um, Lil Baby was also in the news because he received backlash from an activist who basically was saying how um, these artists, like, they speak on, you know, issues that are impacting the movement Mm -hmm. during a moment, Mm -hmm. but then they never circle back. So it was a huge thing. He basically mentioned that he's going to donate proceeds to the right charity. Oh, that's where that came from. He's going to put the money behind the right Ah, movement. Interesting. You know, so... Hopefully everything comes to place, but I don't feel like I feel like that's 
corny though. I feel like it's she damned was if you definitely do, damned, damned if you don't, because when rappers is fucking talking about pouring up lean and popping Molly's, it's then you, SEO. You, you you know what I mean? I feel like I do feel like Little Baby Song, the bigger picture was like it felt like him. Yeah, I, felt feel like, like he was I felt like he wasn't chasing a moment right. like when the baby fucking put out Rockstar but made it a Black Lives Matter <laughs> movement video. Yeah. So concerning. Um, so that's like the situation. Like, I'm not really um, against... Not Meg again. <laughs> I'm not really like against Lil Baby. I feel like the way how he did it was definitely like for him. Yeah. It wasn't really like for the movement, I feel like. It definitely shed light. Yeah. On, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the activists, like, come on. You bitches know, be like, mad. Y'all bitches be mad. You're creating issues within our community. And <laughs> that's the real issue. That's hello. Like, come on. <laughs> um, also, this week, we found out Ooh, that Lori Harvey. <laughs> My favorite bad bitch. Okay. She's the leader of the new school. And she's with the sexiest man alive. Child, yes, she is, child. Michael B. Jordan. Whole time, I thought he was gay. So basically, they were announced to be dating this week. I guess they were spotted somewhere. Twitter is up in arms. A bunch of different perspectives on this specific topic. Um, One tweet that stood out for me was Lori dated Trey Songz, Diddy, and Survive Future. And now she's with Michael B. She's unlocking achievements like Call of Duty. Took me out with that one. She's it. Let me tell you, she had Trey Songs kissing her feet, mm-hmm. and the next day he it came out that he had a baby on the way, and she was out. She was on vacation with Diddy next week. Mood. It was a big thing. You have to choose up in life. Yep. Y'all yeah, bitches be choosing down and clicking down, but and it shows. Is future Summer. really up from Diddy? <laughs> Let's really talk about oh. it. You know, so yeah. It's up for her because she didn't get left with a baby. So Surviving future. Mm-hmm. Did yes, you see did. that part? <laughs> um, someone tweeted that she's inspiring women across the globe. And then someone responded, why? Because she's dating future. Somebody responded, no, because she is future. <laughs> because let me tell you. <laughs> it's crazy. It's really crazy. And um, also this week, the clown really came back to bite. I think I'm going to just preface this with that. Little Wayne. Oh my gosh. Little Don't Wayne. Oh my god. Little Wayne was charged and hit with federal weapons. <laughs> Don't say hit. <laughs> <laughs> he was hit with federal weapon charges and can, could face serious prison time if convicted. According to um, the U.S. Attorney of Florida, Mm-hmm. Southern Florida, I should say. Um, he was charged with one count of possession of a firearm and ammunition. And apparently he's a convicted felon. So this can really be big bad for him. You know, he was convicted of a gun charge back in 2009. I'm about to say, you think he would learn when he was locked in Rikers? Yeah. He can face up to 10 years in prison if convicted. So I have no thoughts on this. Yeah, everyone is telling besides, him to contact Trump again. Yeah, I'm gonna say besides <laughs> contact Trump. That's your pal. And also this week, well actually last week, it was a huge thing. Meek basically um was trying to get the hood to make peace with each other. Basically stop killing each other. Essentially. God forbid. 
and he offered like a record deal to them or certain artists if they mm-hmm. are able to maintain peace. Yeah. And Poundside Pop said he's not having it. Okay. He said, what side you on? Pick it's, a side, pick a side. So for those of you who don't know, it's a whole thing going on with, I guess, North Philly. And I want to say South Philly. So it's Burke Street, from what I understand, versus 63rd Street. Mm-hmm. And Poundside Pop. I don't feel comfortable calling him Pop. Can I say Pop? I forget the smoke. Yeah. I don't Poundside like is... Poundside is A-O. But anyways. Yikes. <laughs> Poundside. <laughs> Poundside is a really nutty ass name. I cannot take anything that this man says seriously. Poundside. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you so stupid. Poundside. Pound basically was saying that um, Meek needs to pick a side. Um, he's in his song, what is it, Dreams and Nightmare? Mm-hmm. Jack in that he's from Burke Street. And it's just, like, a huge thing. That nappy head, that lock. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. Um, and then in some songs, he's saying that he's from, you know, 63rd Street. So it's a huge thing, which basically... I'm not from 63rd. That <laughs> <laughs> resulted in Meek being banned from North Philly. He got the key to the city. I don't know why y'all playing with this man. I don't know why y'all playing with Robert. We'll definitely be keeping you posted on these Philly, you know, debacles because <laughs> it's it's a whole thing. And Not I, the debacles. Yeah. Let's just transition over into the checkpoint. Yes. Um, I believe we touched on one already. Yeah, we did. Should I touch on the TI checkpoint? Yes. TI. I just want bitches to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's a toughie. <laughs> T.I. basically mentioned on his, I want to say podcast. I believe so, yeah. That women don't want a man who doesn't have other bitches. He mentioned that other bitches give bitches pheromones. (laughs) (laughs) And that the misogyny. This nigga's a clown. The misogyny is um, what attracts females. So, I... I want to speak from a different lens. I feel like I do find that people in a relationship are deemed more attractive for some odd reason. You know, like <laughs> no, <I'm gonna> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking from my perspective. Like I've noticed when I'm like talking to someone or someone who I feel like is gonna be special, people come out the woodworks. <laughs> you know, so like, oh my gosh! Yes, you know, so yes. That you know so I do get what he's saying like as you mentioned earlier like it's never really the messenger it's always the message so I definitely get what he's saying I don't know if he worded it correctly per se I think I think um T.I. is I think what he meant to say or at least what I'm thinking is that like women want a man who is also desirable. I don't necessarily think that women want a man that has multiple bitches. Right. But I think um what comes to mind is Moneybag. Yes. Right? And Moneybag in the Said Some remix or in the Said Some song, he goes, he goes, um, get you a nigga that's lit. Like, I feel like that's very much so true. Like, I feel like women, 
want a man that is lit. Like they want. What's your definition of lit now? Now, a nigga that's lit, like definitely the bands. Yeah, because when I heard that line from Moneybag, I thought the bands. Like I'm not thinking about. But but um, I think it's. I don't necessarily think that like what, there are some women that want other people women other <laughs> you know other bitches men but I think it's more so the thing of like you want a nigga that like and I think it goes vice versa too for for men and women of like you want someone to like when you walk with them like you see like not saying that everyone finds them attractive or whatever but it's like you know they are desirable or like but not necessarily mean that you can have them you see that's the difference see ti is saying something specific of like women want a man with multiple bitches no no bitch want to sign up for for that summer did (laughs) she's also a clown cake so there's that Oh my but gosh. but I I do think that it's something to say about like the way a man carries himself and you know portrays himself to be like that nigga that women gravitate towards. Period. And and girls are gonna sit here, women are gonna sit here and lie and be like, no, I want to know about your passions. I want to know you got to connect with me on a mental blah blah blah. Bitches, y'all lying. The first thing when you meet a nigga. Right. Off rip, you're looking at what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Preferably from the shoes up, y'all. Okay. Very important. <laughs> okay. Child, please. Um, but yeah, and it's like if you're gonna sit here and say that you don't, I'm trying to think about. I, I'm I'm really trying to sit here and think about like being linked with like being linked with somebody who is not desirable like I would <laughs> this sounds bad but I, I would not feel proud like fuck out of here like that's I need that's what he mentioned too yeah because I'm like fuck out of here like I need to know like not that I need to know but it's like it's something about you know but don't other people be like I am I yes the medium ugly yeah it was the protect for me hey. <laughs> <laughs> like okay he cannot dress all like that but it was the protect for me it was the me oh, for my him God. You know, it's, a, it's a tough one. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a, I feel like my um, interpretation I, makes the most sense. <laughs> I've definitely been in situations where it's like every time I'm like in a situation ship, out the woodworks, people are popping up. That's a fact. You know, so like, but that's also those be them old things they'll be checking around because, but because they, they wasn't know you're about to move on. They wasn't checking around when I was actually looking to be <laughs> checked on. You know, so it was. It's very strange how that works. So yeah. I definitely understand a level of where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I, yeah. But I just really feel. I think, regardless of what, like, if you, I'm trying to think of. I don't want to say and be so shallow, be like an ugly nigga. But like, realistically speaking, like I've looked at some bitches, man, and I'd be like, bitch, I never want your nigga. Really? Like I never. <laughs> I don't care how good he treats you. I never want him. Not desirable. Like he's not my speed at all. But I have. That's my type. That's my type. However, I am now a. A reformed. A reformed. (laughs) I am now a reformed woman. But like I experienced that too. Of like, 
especially being like in same sex. Like, you know, bitches be motherfucking friendly. Really? <sighs> Throw that bag, I'm a battle. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitches be motherfucking friendly. And so, like, even like I think about in my relationship, like, I know I really be fake and be tight with my girl be going out. And I'd be like, yo, why does bitch all in your face? Really? Like, bitches really be. Bitch, well, I look like her sister? <laughs> my hands work like are you done but like also I like that feeling of like other people appreciating my girl but it's like bitch know yourself stay in your lane stay in your body okay I don't really know but I think that it is some truth bitches gonna sit here and be like no I want my man to be in the whatever you not going for that nigga in the club and that nigga is not in the club so you have to say that all all y'all want that's definitely a huge checkpoint and now um, we're gonna transition over into the checkmate mm-hmm. portion of the show slash check yourself and I definitely want to give a check yourself to Viacom CBS I just feel like through and through they've just been on some slave shit <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's I wonder what gave you that idea yeah it's really just really becoming telling with these situations um you know we spoke about the whole Nick Cannon walling out mm-hmm. time after time like a couple episodes ago and this week we found out two things like in regards to that situation they apparently offered DC Young Fly who was a part of walling out who like basically got you know a stable foundation off of walling out you mm-hmm. know because before then he was just doing like Instagram videos they offered him eight figures to host a reboot of walling out you know, and then he declined because basically, like, Nick, you know, opened doors for him and, like, put him sure. on the table, gave him the opportunity. So, that's why they're going back to Nick, basically. And then this week, we found out that apparently Dave Chappelle doesn't have any rights to the Chappelle show. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it's in his name and everything, like, he signed a contract. So, Viacom, basically, they own everything mm-hmm. connected to the Chappelle show. They also own the rights to streaming, mm-hmm. which is how they were able to do the whole... I remember we gave him the, um, the big check because he, it was alleged that it was coming to um, Netflix. Yeah. Dave basically called um, Netflix and informed them that he doesn't want the show on there because he won't be able to profit off of it. Yep. And thankfully, Netflix was able to take it down. But I just feel like Viacom, like, come on, like... They're becoming Massa. Massa. Not Massa. <laughs> Massa. They're becoming worse than these fucking music labels. Like They are neck and neck it's with the music labels. Terrible. Like I just feel like And like I'm even thinking about the bigger picture of love and hip hop. Like I can't stand love and hip hop. And like what it does, like the black community. Like I remember back in the day when I Love New York was on and they tried to do the whole like the rock, love of rock. You know, like, mm-hmm. it was yeah, rock yeah, of yeah. The rock of love. And, like, they tried to, like, branch out to white people, but I guess it just wasn't selling as much. But just, like, what Viacom, CBS has, like, done to the black community, through and through, it's terrible. And you know what's the unfortunate thing is that Viacom owns a lot of our favorite channels. A lot. It's not just VH1. It's MTV, MTV2, BT, like, all these sta- all these stations... And it's just like, you know, what Dave Chappelle, he put out a little 20-minute, like, stand-up on Instagram. Right. Basically asking everyone to, like, not 
watch, not stream the Chappelle show. And he basically stated, he was like, did I sign a bad deal with with the Chappelle show? Yes, I did. But I was also broke and had a family to feed, right? And so it's like, yeah, I signed a deal that really did not give me any right to my own fucking creation. However, it's just... This industry, this business shit is—it's really cutthroat, and it's like cutthroat. You can't even stand on the side of like, yes, I might have signed that, but it's like morally, ethically, that is wrong, and you know that it's wrong. They definitely do. You know that it's wrong, and it's just disgusting that. To see, like, it's really disgusting. It really is disgusting to see, and I just—I don't. I don't know. It's just it's just it's sad terrible. too because there's like no way for him to like get back the rights to that show, and it's just like that show is basically him. Yeah. You know, so thank God that Netflix was able to you know like take it down and just like actually working with him, who's like a huge asset to their company as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just crazy. It really is a crazy time. But and that concludes this week's episode. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at The Checkers Podcast. And follow us on Twitter at The Checkers Pod. Tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. Okay. Fucking up a check, check, check. Hey, bro, what is this checkers? Baby, you was playing check. <laughs>